Left. Right. I have to say there's a lot of things that I have learned to do in my life over the course of the years that I have that is no longer applicable today. So there's a list of skills that I possess that I can no longer use. And uh, unfortunately, I'm just going to have to forget them and uh, tell stories to my grandchildren years from now. They won't even know what technology I'm talking about. Ask a kid what a record player is. You tell them it's a big CD. A lot of kids don't even know what a CD is anymore. <laughs> so uh, good luck with that. So we got a series of skills that are outdated that aren't used anymore. Uh, enjoy this episode. If we miss anything, or you have any comments you want to share, some skills that you don't use anymore, throw it in the comments. I'd love to see them. Uh, and if you have not already, this is my plea to you to subscribe to this podcast. We do this for fun. We'd love to have you there with us in the future. So if you'd like to be there with us in the future, subscribe. I promise we won't bombard you with anything. We'll just be on that homepage on YouTube as you scroll through. That is the most we will bother you. Um, and on that note, see you on the other end. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. We are live. My name is Justin DiGiulio out of my basement in New Jersey, joined by James, the Bosnator Boswa, philosopher, philanderer, philanthropist, philatelist. I don't know what he doesn't do with a PH, but he does it all. James, how's it hanging down there in sunny South Carolina? Uh, it's about to be not so sunny Spain, flying out tomorrow morning. You are, you are on the verge of vacation. Must feel pretty good. Are you packed? No. That's the way to travel. I, I've got stuff kind of laid out on the bed you can't see. Like I, I've started the process of packing. Um, yeah. Now, for me, like I love flying, like traveling light. There was one time I was supposed to fly up to Albany and woke up in the morning. I knew I had a flight that morning, but I didn't remember what time. So I wake up and I'm bullshitting playing video games. And I think I should really check and see what time my flight is. And I'm like, oh, it's boarding now. <laughs> i hadn't you packed did, or anything and you did manage to make it on time though I'm like, yeah right. and so like i'm like all right cool like order an uber real quick and i was like i have until the uber arrives to pack for this trip <laughs> see i'm a last minute packer i'm not that last minute usually usually I mean, that's 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 too much for me but it's yeah. the, it's i know it's possible i can do it usually I, I pack the day before the problem is also i don't like doing laundry so there's there's that aspect also I did laundry today. I actually, it, it lined up perfectly where like, I was out of underwear today. I was like, oh, this is sweet. I was going to do laundry anyways. <laughs> I'm glad that coincided well. Uh, speaking of doing laundry, I wanted to let you know about the topic of this podcast. Uh, did you check your mailbox today? My physical mailbox? Yeah. No. No? What do you mean? You don't check your mailbox every day? Uh, no. I had timed the postal system for the topic to get to you today on time so you'd be able to read my letter and, and you'd come prepared oh well you expected too much <laughs> uh that was the best i had for a segue <laughs> really lousy one but that is that is a skill i don't know if you're aware of it uh today's topic is outdated skills so skills that were one time very prevalent that you needed to get through life like mailing a letter and uh we just don't use them anymore uh and and I dove into this bored panda article thinking, you know, there'd be just a couple of them. And the article just kept going and going. And the thing is, I was laying in bed, reading on the iPad. I'd already taken a melatonin, so I didn't have much time. But I, I struggled through, uh, I struggled through <laughs> the melatonin, finished the article. And here we are today discussing the article. Those of you who are tuning in now, who caught this episode last week, we had a bar trivia question we will get to that shortly so those of you on the edge you should just seat. remind them what the question is so if people want to think about it for the next 20 or 30 minutes or something they're gonna have to they're gonna have to wait so if you missed the question sorry folks go back to the last episode pause us and, and catch back up 
this is uh, this requires this requires a lot of work. You got to stay with us here. Um, so outdated outdated skills. Should we should we just jump into it from here? Yeah, yeah. Um, most of this this was created by you. I think I created a I came up with a few, but they're probably repeated in yours. So I, that's why I, I actually made a note. Just skip to mine because all of yours are in there. It's not my list. I added some on my own. Uh, but but this is vastly from the Board Panda article. Um, by the way, what are you drinking down there? I got a PBR. Um, my my pool team captain comes over on Saturdays usually to practice, and he usually brings like an eighteen pack or a twenty four pack of PBR. So in a way, I'm kind of a sponsored professional pool player. <laughs> I provide him wins in exchange for beer. I think that's I think that's great. I'm drinking uh, beer on the new uh, new bar tap. I told you I installed this this bar tap. Did it? Bar. How did the installation go? Relatively mm. painless. Did we? Did I explain last week how I drilled through the refrigerator? Yes. Okay. Well, I had to get another refrigerator, and the manufacturer told. Did I tell you how the manufacturer told me where to drill? Yeah, by also saying, like, we don't want you to do this, but if you were to do it. Yeah, so he told me to drill through the top. There's no uh, freeze, uh, no freon lines through the top of the machine, so I drilled through the, the top, and I, I ruined it. Um, so they actually gave me a rebate, had to buy another refrigerator, and uh, I actually peeled back the plastic interior with a razor blade, went through the insulation, found the, the freon lines, and drilled around them. So mm. now I have uh, now I have a tap on the bar. There's two kegs. Important. I'm very question. proud of myself. Important question. Which beers are in the kegs? Well, I'm trying to find some crowd pleasers here. So I went with a very light beer and then a heavier seasonal beer. Uh, and I've been dialing in the uh, the CO2 because you have to get the right carbonation uh, between the two beers. But I have Michelob Ultra which is ultra bear in mind you're a bit limited when it comes to buying kegs it's not like you can go to the store and there's 70 different types of beer there's like maybe maybe 15 types of kegs that are available some you might have to order maybe a dozen and they also have the kegs from different countries and things have different um taps to the keg so i only have a certain oh, D, yeah, I didn't think about couple. That. yeah so i got i got Michelob ultra and then i got a sam adams seasonal and i'm quite pleased with the uh, it's Sam Adams Oktoberfest. So there you go, Raj. So I got, I have my Michelob Ultra and I got a nice glass of scotch just for good measure. This is not a full glass of scotch this time because it's a expensive scotch. So I'll be sipping both as we delve into the article, uh, uh, outdated, outdated skills. So speaking of which, where, where we led with uh, timing a letter. So, you know, a lot of people don't know how to address an envelope. Really? Yeah, I swear to God. See, I you know I work in a real estate office, as you know. I work with a lot of younger people, not just younger people, and writing letters. So if you just get that blank envelope, people don't know where to put the address and where to put the return address and where to put the stamp. And I kid you not. And that's so easy. And then the other thing is also timing when that letter will arrive. Right? I just mailed something to Albany. And it was there within two days. If I mail something to South Carolina, my guess would probably be four three five. days. But but yeah, maybe four. But really, also like when you're sending something to someone on their birthday, you want it to arrive not too early, not too late. You know, at least the day of or the day before. So actually, timing timing things by mail is a skill, and I don't think anyone thinks about that anymore. We don't often mail things from our mailbox to other people's mailbox. So. Um, all right. That's one. You want to hit, uh, the next one on this list here? Uh, so rewinding a cassette tape by hand, um, either like an <laughs> audio cassette or a video. And I'll tell you like, whatever, like that's just cause like that media just doesn't really exist anymore. But when the tape started to like get spit out of one of those things, it, it was just an unmitigated disaster. You'd be panicking and, and because because you could potentially ruin your tape, you could snap you could snap the tape, and then you're really screwed. Or it, even even if it just gets like bends or crinkles in it, it might not play back but, correctly in the future. I actually, as you know, because you visited recently, have been building a, a little retro bar area, uh, not like liquor bar, but like a kind of retro area in my basement where I have VHS tapes and some old uh, wireless televisions and Walkmen. Um, and I have a VHS player amongst many VHS tapes. 
that somebody just told me they they just threw away a whole bunch from an apartment. I was like, dude, I've been buying these for like 10, 15 bucks a pop, these 80s VHSs on eBay. Um, but I had this VHS, I put it in the machine, and the machine ate it. I had to I had to disassemble the uh, VCR and recoup my my tape and rewind the tape by hand, which is basically, it's simpler than you may imagine for those who are not familiar with VHS. There's just two dials and you have to wind them. Yeah, the thing with the cassette tapes is you couldn't always get your fingers in them, so you'd have to use like a screwdriver or something. A screwdriver or, you know, for a, a uh, audio cassette tape, you could use the back of a pencil with the eraser. Oh, yeah, that would work too. That would that would work. Um all right, let's let's we'll get back to the electronics shortly. Um, are you familiar with shorthand? I tried to teach it to myself a long time ago because I thought it was a cool idea. It's like, a great it seems, idea. It's it, very it seems cool because cool you're like, I could just write so much faster. And like also shorthand, like proper shorthand is completely inscrutable if you don't know how to read it. Like it, it's a completely <laughs> different language, really. So and those. So, so how would you describe you and I know what short? I didn't actually know that you would know what it was. So you and I know what shorthand is. How would you describe it to someone? Remember, this is an audio well, platform it's, as well. It's so a written form of English, but you're distilling, depending on the word, you, you're you like distilling several letters of a word into like one or two symbols that might be linked by some kind of a stroke. But it's all kind of phonetic based. And it's it's it has a kind of cursive aspect because all the oh, yeah. connected. So it has this mm -hmm. real flow because the idea is you want to be able to, you can't write in print as fast as someone is speaking and you can't write in cursive as fast as someone is speaking. I try, my handwriting is total shit, but the idea of shorthand is that you can dictate what someone is saying at a speed equivalent to how quickly they're speaking. And it's you kind of like a keyboard versus a court stenographer. In, in what way? Well, so like if you're typing on a keyboard, like it, it can be tough to type as fast as a conversation is going, but a court stenographer can keep up with that. Like the most people, even like good typists will top out at around 100 words per minute. And that's a good typist. That's that's very good. Yeah, I time myself once in a while. So Yeah, because like I, I can usually do like 75 to 80 pretty decently. But if you ask me to go much more than that, I'm not going to be accurate. And so. Court stenographers can do like 180, 250, 300. And, but the thing is, they're, 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 there's only like 10 keys on it. And so it's like a combination of strokes. And the, and the tape that reads out, like if you don't know how to read stenography, it's just a hash, like a, a mishmash of like letters and symbols that oh, they can read because it's in their language. I like, didn't know this. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Like so it'll just be like Q R L T T apostrophe, and you'll be like, I don't know what this is, but like if you give it to the stenographer, they're like, oh yeah, it's the witness said this, and <laughs> whatever Q R L apostrophe, yeah. yeah. Um, so like that's it's the, like it's like going from a keyboard where you're typing at like eighty to hundred to a stenographer, and it's just writing versus shorthand. It's yeah, you're you're not writing individual letters, you're writing effectively sounds, and they're connected. So you're not picking the pen up in between. Yeah, words I tried pen. to learn it. I spent about a week trying to teach it to myself, and I gave up. My my mom knew it when I was a kid, and I remember stumbling across when I was a little bit older some paperwork, and I was just like, "Is this what, what's that uh, Star Trek language called? Klingon? Maybe." So I don't. Yeah, I was like, "What is this? It's not. It's not English. It's not Spanish. Uh, it's it is just strange and and completely illegible from the unknowing eye." I, mean, I kind of wish I gave more more of an effort on it because it's like a cool useless skill <laughs> it's a cool useless skill uh that, that you could literally write in code to people yeah uh, speaking of uh learning things do you remember in school when you would get a textbook and remember the school didn't you know if you if you destroyed your textbook which students have a tendency Propensity. to do you, you may have to pay for that textbook. And since they use textbooks, I don't know how quickly they cycled through them now, but they used textbooks back then for four or five years or longer, maybe even a decade. It was it, always cool to get the textbook and see which students had it before you. Oh, because you have to write your name in the textbook. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember that. And there was probably, you think there was 10, a dozen spaces for, for students, depending on how long. Yeah. And I'd say the average was probably between like three six. and six. Yeah. Um, but what we would have to do, and they sold they sold things to do this for you, but what we would have to do is wrap the textbooks. 
and you'd either buy a textbook cover, but that was, you know, yeah, you could get like the Lycra ones. I mean, you could you could spend real money on textbook covers. Now I spent a lot of time in Staples over the years, you know, having an office. I have not seen a textbook cover uh, ever, only since I was a kid. But many people, especially if you didn't want to spend stupid money on a stupid thing, would wrap their textbooks in brown paper bags. For those of you who don't know what brown paper bags are, or maybe you do, uh, I, they I were think much everybody more, knows what brown paper bags but, are. But they were, but but how did you just happen to have? Let me ask you a question. Do you have brown paper bags around your house? Yes, tons of them. Why you shop at a grocery? Oh, because you're in a different state. In New York, bags are legal. You have to pay for bags, and they give you these kind of reusable. So, recycling. Charleston, I don't know. A couple of years ago, Charleston County outlawed plastic bags. So mm. when you go to the grocery store here, everything's in in paper bags. Um, and the reason is because we're right on the coast, and we're just like we don't want plastic waste going in the ocean. The ocean. Yeah, it's a good idea. But you yeah. but you've supplemented with paper bags. New York has not done that. So I guess depending on where you're listening, you may not be familiar with how commonplace paper bags were back three plus decades ago. Yeah, it's funny because like they were like the thing that everybody used. Then they disappeared, and now they're making a comeback again. Yeah, I I like paper bags. Now the issue is the handles on the paper bags. You know, you, most oh, of no, the no, paper no. bags back then didn't have handles. Now they well, do. If you're using handles on a paper bag, you're an idiot. <laughs> well, otherwise you just kind of have to bear hug them. No, you just hold it underneath. But you can only hold one at a time. You can string sixteen plastic bags. I used to make yeah, my bowl take, make they one take more trip, than one trip. One trip from the from the trunk of the car to the kitchen. And I yeah, think that's that's always, always to me always just been, been a goal. stupid self imposed challenge. <laughs> it really, it really is. But now since I I I now you can't get bags in the grocery store, so you have to bring your own. Which I don't have the forethought to be like. It's Tuesday, seven a.m. Let me grab some grocery bags because there's a chance I may stop at the grocery store on the way home. Here's also, what you do. You keep them in your car? Yeah, I don't do that either. I know. So what ends up happening is I go to the grocery store. I don't. I just put everything in the cart. I go through the checkout. They put everything back in the cart, and then I bring everything up, kind of by the the vegetable, uh, you know, chokehold. <laughs> All right, let's moving on. Moving on. Uh, do you remember that time I called you from jail? Uh, yeah, that was a fun day. Yeah, uh, it was a fun evening. Actually, it was miserable. Um, but it makes for a good story. Uh, do you know how I called you? Um, I would assume you had to remember my phone number. Yeah, I had to remember your phone number. And this was in the days where we had mobile phones. And I, I'm telling you, phone numbers are, are going out. I've been saying this for years. Nobody remembers phone numbers anymore. Oh, now I totally just, do. Now you just click somebody's picture and it, and the phone rings to them. Most people don't even make phone calls anyways. But um but you don't need a 10 or 11 digit or more number to, to reach someone, depending on the country. It's just all digital. So uh, you had to remember phone numbers back in the day. Um, you know, for the last three years, I've had a phone that didn't have a functional contacts list. <laughs> so you've had to you've every had to single manually, like uh, every single phone, like incoming call. Oh, I also didn't have a call log. So like there was no history. You whatsoever. couldn't go back and just click. Oh no, not at all. So like if I and what was great is like if I had one missed call, it would show missed call of like whatever the number. If I had two missed calls, it would just say two missed calls, and I'd have no idea. <laughs> like I, I I can't call anybody back. I have no idea who this was. So, so like me, I had to memorize phone numbers because I'd have to like know who was calling me based on the phone number. So for the young people listening to us right now, in the old days when you didn't have a digital interface with your phone meaning you could click things on a on a screen basically you just had a number of buttons on the phone and the, those buttons had numbers and you would have to dial the numbers in the correct order to reach the person you were looking for hey they still make phones that have buttons i just bought one i know you did i know i'm i'm, I'm proud it's, of you for upgrading your phone uh um it, this not is that the proud only of you because... that i have about it it's made by a company called unihertz and so when asked about how fast is how fast is my phone, I'm just going to say one. One. Um, fair enough. Uh, so next up from dialing people's phone numbers with a keypad, or even if you have a, a screen keypad, um, you know, a physical keypad. Prior to that were rotary phones. Did you ever have a rotary phone? I don't think we had. We might have actually had a rotary had phone in my house. I think we did. So when we were talking in the car and I was like, oh, I was going to start bringing some of these things up. What I recently bought, and it's like, oh, I can't go any further. 
I recently bought a phone in a box and it looks like a little display box that you might find as on like somebody's coffee table or shelf inside it's, it's, it's wooden and leather bound this box. So it looks like display box inside is a phone with a rotary dial. And I think it might've been featured in like James Bond. So I happened to, I've happened to find it on eBay and, uh, and bid on it and, and won. I thought it was the coolest looking thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that like boomers like to flex on Gen Z is like, they, they Gen Z makes fun of boomers for being terrible with the internet, and the boomers are just like, "Well, dial a phone number using this." <laughs> like, uh, it, it's it's I I, I hadn't seen a, a rotary phone in a long time, and then a few years ago I happened to see one, and I was I I couldn't figure out how to make it work. Really? Yeah, yeah. It took me, and then you know what I you know what it was, and this is where it gets real fucked up. It was actually a button phone with a rotary dial over and the rotary didn't move. You just pushed the button in the hole of the rotary. Oh, that's stupid. That was stupid, right? That was really, but I, I don't know that a rotary phone works anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know what? Hell on. <laughs> like, I, I mean, a true boomer move is to still even have a landline. I have pulled so many landlines out of this house, out of the walls, out of the corners, out, out of the crevices and nooks and crannies of every room. I don't know. Every room at some point over the last 75 years in this house must have had multiple lines in it. I pulled them all out. Now that I had this phone, I'm like, shit, maybe I'm going to subscribe, see if it works. I actually, I have two phones because I accidentally bid on, I bid on a few, didn't win them. And I didn't realize that the notifications I was getting from eBay was a second phone. <laughs> so oh, I have two of these phones. Um, you know, I'm approaching the point where I have, I will have lived more than half of my life without a landline. Oh, yeah. That's, it's, it's a strange place we're going to in the future. I mean, um, landlines are I, – I, I, I see no reason to keep them. Like if you're in an office, sure, have a landline. But like why do you need a landline oh, at I all? I had a landline. I, had, I actually – I still have – I still have probably half a dozen, maybe more uh, phones just sitting in different filing cabinet drawers in my, in my basement. Um, like having office. a landline for an office and having like a phone tree to reach various employees that work in an office, that still makes sense. Yeah, it's faster than uh, calling people on the phone. All right, next up, another piece of old hardware, the record player. Those have made a huge comeback in the last 10 years. They have made a huge comeback. I have a record player in my in my 80s tribute wall. And I have some records. I've got a list of records that I want to buy, but those motherfuckers are not cheap. If you want to buy a record now, like thirty or forty bucks, at least. Yeah, I've seen some for like fucking forty nine dollars. So the thing is, these artists release their new music on record as well. I don't look. I will tell I mean, you at this point, if you're buying music, you're either buying it digitally or you're buying it in vinyl. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you're not buying it on CD. You're not buying it on tape. No, um, you but, might actually cassettes are starting to make a little bit of a comeback too. I have some cassettes and I have a cassette player. I haven't had to rewind the audio cassettes yet. Um, but I did, I did take a, I took a, like a month and a half and I had probably 30 to 40 home videos on the mini video cassette and I converted all of them to digital video because what, how, I don't even know how to play these things unless you plug your, your. Oh, you would need a special VCR cartridge that loads that one in. It, yeah, it's it's very complicated. So, but record players are coming back. Records are coming back. Um, I forgot, and I didn't. I was I grew up in the in the time of music, just past record players. In the eighties, tapes were pretty prevalent. Record players were not. We had a record. We had, my grandmother had a record player. My father had a record player. We didn't use it. Listening to a record, you don't get that much time listening to the music. The, the albums aren't that long, and then you have to then you have to flip it to get to the get to the other side of the album. Thank you for your input there. Do you have a record player? No. You have a tape player? Mm, doubtful. Do you have a CD player? In my computer. Oh, your computer has a CD player? Yeah, it's got an optical drive. Oh, it nobody, does not get much use. Nobody with a Mac for the last decade has had a CD player. Yeah, the nice thing about PCs is that they're modular and the, there's, no, <laughs> there's no overlord like d dictating what kind of peripherals I can have in my PC. Like I can 
take things out. I can put things in and <clears throat> it just works. Uh, uh, let me let me ask a question. Just what we have a couple of listeners here on uh, YouTube or wherever else they're listening uh, in the comments. Let me know an outdated skill or outdated piece of technology that is just not used anymore that you grew up with or you're familiar with or you you have uh, you have now. But, Raj said he bought a record for sixty dollars and it's actually an authentic album from the the sixties. Which is pretty yeah. Cool. Um, so I would say like using a CD is not really an outdated skill because it's pretty easy, but it's just outdated technology. But I do want to I, I want to meet the person if you were like if we're going to go back to VHS te- VHS tapes um, and, you know, like you'd go to the video rental store and you'd rent a movie for the weekend. And like it would always be like be kind, rewind. And you, like you'd have to rewind the cassette all the way back to the beginning before you returned it. And. Then, like, as VHS started to fade out, like, you'd go and rent DVDs at the store. And there was some guy out there who invented the DVD rewinder. And I thought that was genius. Seriously? Interesting. Interesting. All right. Next up, and I guarantee there's some people that work in my office that that probably couldn't figure this out uh, just because of age. But an analog clock. So my watch is an analog clock. It's got a lot of other... A lot of other crap on here, but um, it's talking to me now. Oh, Sasha says saving schoolwork on floppy disks and making mixtapes on blank CDs. Yo, burning CDs was so awesome back in the day. Oh, yeah. We, skip, we skipped actually burning CDs. Burning CDs was a hell of a lot easier than making mixed tapes. Did you yeah, mixtapes were work. Did you ever record songs off of the radio on yeah. a cassette tape you had? Yeah. <laughs> and you have to like... One, you've got it like the announcer's about like is going to say the song that's coming up and you have to wait for the end of the commercial break and you just sit there with like your finger hovering over the, the record, record button. Yeah. Yep. And then of course you've got to wait for like when that song's about to end before the DJ starts talking back over the track. Yep. And right? it's or the next... you gotta have a trigger finger for stop. Right. <laughs> um man, I, I if we weren't doing this episode, I probably could have lived another lifetime and not even remembered doing that. Uh, Rosh said mixtapes were the ultimate gift for a girlfriend better than flowers um, yeah, yeah. because flowers are you can go to the store and get flowers in a heartbeat but the work that it takes to putting together a mixed date um, Jorge's asking what we're drinking tonight so Justin's drinking a Mick Ultra I'm drinking a PBR mm. and, and yeah Sasha so talks about making good money make, uh, at school making mixtapes from LimeWire oh, it's yeah. funny to me how like for a while that's how everybody got their music was, was peer-to-peer sharing yeah. like LimeWire or it went, it went downhill. It went downhill pretty quick. I wonder if the rise of viruses on LimeWire and the other, the other sharing sites were by malicious users or actually now that I think about it, maybe by some of the big record labels, it's possible posing but, as posing as users. Like the, the problems with peer-to-peer like, the peer-to-peer had a growing problem with viruses and just bad files, but it also coincided with the rise of streaming content where internet connections got up to speed where you could reliably stream music or videos without like buffering or lag. And so like now today I get 99% of my music from YouTube music and it works great. Uh, yeah, I don't use YouTube music, but, um, but I do if watch you use Spotify or Pandora, whatever, like, there, there's a ton of streaming options where you don't have to have your content stored locally and it works really well. So yeah, it's like, it's, why would I download all this stuff when I don't need to? It's funny these days that we don't physically own some of these. Like back in the day, you physically owned the tape or you physically owned the CD or the record. Well, now that's why vinyl's made such a big comeback is because, because people, people want, want to have that tangible object to represent the purchase that they made. Yeah, because your, your belongings uh, are your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, the so things look, you own bro- end up owning you. <laughs> Thank you, um, uh, Tyler. Tyler Durden. Uh, so, reading an analog clock, the hour hand, the minute hand, the second hand, um, and being able to read it quickly—like you just look at it and you can tell somebody what time it is. Um, yeah. I'll also, go along with this. This is not really. This is like being able to quickly read twenty-four hour time. Uh, yeah, which I, is I, only I, relevant for half the day. I put every digital clock that I have in uh, what I I call military time or international time. Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> even though it's just time. But uh, but I like it better. I like I like the element of math, the quick math that you have well, to do on your feet. And and I don't know if you've ever. This happened to me twice as a kid, where I came home from school, I took a nap, and then I woke up at like seven fifty. And it was or, dark. You know, at whatever time. And it was dark. It was fall time. And that's, you know, generally when you wake up in the morning and you got to be on the bus at 7.50 or 8 o'clock or whatever the time the bus came. And it was also a little twilighty, dark out. And I just, I, I woke up twice, freaked out, ran around the house, jumped in the shower. And my mom's like, why are you yelling? What, what's the matter? What's the matter? I'm, like, I'm, I'm late, late for school. I'm late. I'm late. And she's like, you're late for, what do you mean school? You're, what do you mean you're late? You don't have school until tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, that's the sign of a good nap, though, is yeah, if you take a nap a and you nap. have no idea what time it is. That's the sign of a, that's the sign of a great nap. Um, uh, Sasha, well, we're getting to your comment in yeah, a second. We're, we're almost to Sasha's comment. So analog clock, and then here's one, and, and we'll get to some other things similar to that soon. Uh, a sundial. Right, I mean, have... if we're talking about outdated stuff, that one's really outdated. It's not. A, what if you're outside and you, yeah, don't that, have, but... and you don't have a phone on you? you got to figure out what time it is. You're not going to set up a sundial. <laughs> if you want to talk outdated, that's capital O outdated. <laughs> I struggled reading a sundial like a, a few months ago. I came, you know, I, I happened upon a, a sundial and it, I just could not figure out how to read it. Um, you, you had sundials when you were a kid in your yard or something, right? In your garden? No. No, no I didn't live in ancient Rome. <laughs> uh, sund sundials are pretty cool, I have to say. Uh, um, real quick, let's hit the uh, answer to last week's trivia since we're halfway through. Okay, fair enough. We are we are halfway through. Halfway through last week's bar trivia. What is the commonality between the words job, polish, and herb? Job, polish, and herb. What makes these three words special? Well, and you don't know the answer. You didn't figure it out. No, I gave it some thought, and I wasn't able to get there. So I'm interested. Now, my hint was write them down. I did that. Now, what happened when I wrote them down is when I read them back to myself, I read it back as Polish. Oh, Polish. So Polish being you're from Poland uh, with a capital herb, H-E-R-B, becomes the name herb. And with a capital J, Job becomes Job, as in the, the name. So if you capitalize the first letter, the pronunciation of the three words changes. Thoughts? <laughs> uh, I don't know, because I, I was going to say, like, it, like, all three of those can be like can become proper proper nouns or something oh, yeah that's that's but, effectively but then i was thinking you know what like practically <laughs> any word can become a proper noun because the word prop like is proper yeah. noun basically encapsulates anything well look i i got a, i got a really cool trivia question this week i think i think you're gonna dig it. i don't know if you're gonna get the answer i don't know if you're gonna get the answer but uh i know you're a math guy so um so i think i think you'll be able to you know, you probably have to take notes when I give you this week's trivia question. Forty-two. I think I think you'll get it. You could be close. I I haven't. I don't have the math in front of me. I only have the question. Um. So next outdated. I guess we got to speed up. Next outdated piece of technology or skill. Um. Paper fortune tellers. Remember being in like not even. Oh yeah, the. the they're like four. I never knew how to make one of those, by the way. I learned how to make it once. I couldn't do it again. But I will tell you, kids nowadays spend no time making paper airplanes or paper origami. They're just on their phone. Oh, making paper airplanes was just like the the, the best way to screw around in class. I, ha I have I've always been bad at making paper airplanes. I just I don't have the brain capacity for that many that much detail. Like there's a lot of things I'm good at doing, really good at doing, but they're broad skills. Making a great paper airplane, making origami. These are like, like I'm a good, I realize I'm, I'm pretty good woodworking. I can make things with wood, but I would be, would be called a finished carpenter, a terrible finished carpenter. Somebody who does like the fine details, dovetailing, things like this. I, I just, I can't, I don't have that attention to detail. And I do, I can look at it and say, that's shit. A lot of the time I look at my own work and go, that's shit. 
<laughs> well, I, for some reason, I'm reminded of the time that I, that we went candle pin bowling. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> candle bowling is an outdated school. Yeah, but but candle bowling, which nobody does, I think maybe they do it. It's in only in the Northeast, Rhode really. Island, or something. Yeah, yeah, like it's popular in like the New England, just particularly. Like candle pin bowling, it's a much smaller ball. It's like a little bit larger than the softball, and the pins are short, uh, are tall and skinny. And the despite the ball being like really small, like it's hard to throw accurately. And I remember we went candle pin bowling, and you would try throwing it as hard as you could, which would just like increase, like decrease the amount of time it took for it to make it to the gutter. And your only solution to this problem was to try throwing it harder the next time. I was just so fr- I remember being just so frustrated, just so goddamn frustrated. All right, next up, Sasha's comment. Here I don't. Is, for some reason, I'm drawing a parallel between that and your like ability to do finished carpentry. <laughs> no, that everything would be. You got to see this bar. I'll send you a picture of the bar. The bar. The bar actually looks. Uh, Jorge, I think it's still. I'll see it for myself at some point soon. Uh, the bar. The bar looks real, real slick. Um, All right, next one hitting next Sasha's. Up, uh, cursive handwriting. So writing cursive. But also, I didn't realize. So I, I know people have a difficulty nowadays writing cursive. People also have a difficulty reading cursive. I don't think reading it's all that difficult. Writing's a pain in the ass. I hate I, writing in cursive. I work with a lot of. I mean, I'm, I, my handwriting is terrible. So the, like changing my handwriting, even to make it look nicer in print, is impossible for me. So just writing in cursive also. Well, I think the reason why people have a problem reading cursive is that most people that write in cursive write in shitty cursive. Well, they just write, they're writing fast. Yeah. It's usually they're connecting their, their letters. To- yeah. But like, if you look at like properly written cursive, it's pretty easy to read and it's actually pleasant to look at. Oh. It's just that most people that are writing in cursive to this day, write in shitty cursive. Dude, speaking of that rotary phone that I got, the handwriting on the box the person wrote in a, in a Sharpie marker, the handwriting. I didn't take a picture of it. Maybe I'll dig it out of my recycling bin. <laughs> but it was some of the nicest cursive I've seen in a, in a long time. You're probably crossing the line into calligraphy at that point. Potentially. But but I think some people just write like that all the time. And we got to speed up. We're not even a third of the way through this list. Sewing and stitching. Have you sewn or stitched anything lately? Not recently, but I've done it before. It's uh, it's it. There is a skill to it. I recently added a, a leather steering wheel cover, and you can go to like AutoZone or probably even like Walmart Auto section and get like a, a a steering wheel cover that like slips on. Those are kind of like I mean, if your steering wheel's chewed up, that's that's an upgrade. I had the pickup truck that I had that was old and beat up. I put one of those on, courtesy of my sister. Very. Yo, the slip on ones are dangerous though. If they're if they're not super tight. And the thing is, the key is you get one that's a little too small. You go out in a really hot day, sew it on, uh, not sew it on, and and slip it on. What I did was I got a, a piece of leather, went out in a really hot day, sat in the car with the top up, um, where it was really really hot in that car, and I I stretched the leather over the steering wheel, and then had to manually stitch the leather steering wheel back together. And uh, I, I would consider that a, that a skill. Uh, it, it was definitely not easy, and there's a specific pattern you uh, you had to stick to. Uh, next up, basic board games. Do you know how to play basic board games? Define basic. Basic. Uh, Scrabble. Yep. Monopoly. Yep. Backgammon. Yep. Um, sorry. Shoots and ladders. Yep. yep. I mean, if you life. know how to play shoots and ladders, you really need to go back. I mean, to more, most of these games come with instructions, but um, but there's a certain element of just my sister's always bringing up new games, and I'm again, I just I don't have my my brain. It just doesn't have the space in it to to stay on top of these things. Um, I am very bad at, at at remembering how to play these these simple games. Um, all right. Next up is making change at the till. So your Food costs $14.56, and you give them a 20. What should $4.44. they $4.44. No, $5.44. <laughs> so that's so. And how do you break that down and change? There's not a 44 cent token. What? So you give them a $5 bill. Yeah. Two and then quarters. Two, it was $5.46. Okay. Two quarters. Sorry. Sorry. You sorry. give them one quarter. Two dimes and a penny. There you go. Um, 
that's so most new cash registers tell tell people what to uh how much change to give back right and in what denomination but for the most part and for really the they'll say like the actual coins that you need to give back not just like the total well there's some cash registers that actually spit the coins out well yeah right like the the the, the cashier doesn't actually even have to touch the coins no they're just a lot the of them, and the coins come this out is, this is pretty cool you have the the change drawer that pops out and then the screen is above it and it lights up over the bill the bill stack that you're and it will say two of this bill stack one of this bill stack is really is really crazy so that brings me to a concept <laughs> i like to call idiot proofing uh, because at some point like somebody said you know what we need to invest the money in this system because our idiot cashiers are costing us so much money by giving out wrong change and Which brings, like, hold on this is part of my type five <laughs> all right but we got it we got we're not even halfway yeah but like, I, I love the phrase idiot proofing because it makes me think that there's some facility where they test these products. And I can only imagine like this facility exists like in the swamps of Florida, this cold <laughs> industrial building that completely clashes with the surrounding landscape. And in this facility, there's this giant room with like one huge fluorescent light over like a, a st- like a, a basic metal table where they place the object that they're trying to idiot proof on. In and front of the idiot, there, and then there's a loud PA that comes over and says, "Okay, send in the idiots." And if this thing <laughs> survives, it's now idiot proof. Um, all right, next, uh, next up, uh, the Dewey Decimal System. You know, I, uh, I thought about this one when I threw it on there. I, I mean, I remember the Dewey Decimal System. I couldn't. I couldn't put my finger on exactly how it works. I couldn't. Well, I couldn't it's... explain it to myself. I, I think it was by author. No. Um, it's by subject. By subject, then by author. No. No, and then I'm subject, fine. and then by like sub subject, and so like I don't. I, I don't remember which one it is, but like it, you know, it goes from one to nine ninety nine, and so like, let's say it, in the two hundreds, let's just imagine that is some some kind of science let's say biology and so like 240 might be like microbiology and so like 241 might be some form like some subsection of microbiology and so all the, and like all 200's books. biology 240 is microbiology 242 is bacteria 243 is viruses i don't know yeah but no, it, it, it goes yeah. kind of like that all right um Next up, addressing envelope, writing a check. So there's two parts of this. I see clients of mine and agents unable to write a check. When uh, was the last time you wrote a check? I write them all the time. Oh, I, 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 there are days I was writing a couple dozen checks. Oh, I don't uh, write but checks. But then also, when I you used do, to. when you get a check. So here's what I here's what, when so, I see somebody write a check and they go to turn it over and to start signing on the back. The signature on the back is is what's supposed to be endorsed by the recipient of the check. And when a check is signed on the back, it is as good as cash. Which and is endorsed... why you're supposed to only sign it once you're at the bank. Exactly. Yeah, you are You are supposed to only sign your... Yeah, because if you sign it beforehand and lose it, say you've got a check for 10 grand, you take it to the bank, you've already signed the back and it slips out of your wallet. Somebody picks up a check that's signed on the back. That is a that is a, effectively cash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's 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 move on just for the sake of time because we got we got a lot to cover. All right, here's one we both came up with. This is one we both came up with. Go for it. Driving a manual transmission. Driving a manual transmission, which which you know, we were driving home, we were talking about the difference between owning a used car and a new car. And I was about to say the thing is you and I are are more inclined to buy a used car so that we can buy a car with a manual transmission because they don't make them anymore. They make them there's very few manufacturers that still make, they, manual they make transmissions. a couple of them now, but Mazda, as we, Mazda and Subaru, I know are Toyota still is. But look, as we transition to electric vehicles, there'll be Toyota's no coming up with an electric vehicle that they're going to have a clutch on. Uh, like, that, uh, I'm not a huge Toyota fan, but I would definitely give that a little test drive. Yeah. Like, and like, I think it's like a digital thing, but basically they, they're putting a third pedal in there so that people can feel like they're shifting gears. <laughs> it's like, that's, oh, it's kind of, it's kind of just like the paddle shifting. Isn't really, isn't really shifting. There's no, clutch. some cars it is in some cars it legit is, but well, most cars I mean, it's not. 
Mo- yeah, exactly. Like, really, the only cars that are going to have like true paddle shifting are going to be the very high end sports cars. So the popping of the clutch. This is the other aspect. So if you are in a automatic transmission car, your battery's dead or something. You're, you're kind fucked. of you're kind of screwed. You got to get another car there. You got to get jumper cables or tow, uh, or you got to get towed away. Um, now, if you have a manual transmission car, what you can do is when you put in when you so there's three pedals. That third pedal is the clutch. When that clutch is fully depressed, the wheels and the engine are disconnected, okay? Now, what you can do is you can get the car rolling, so the wheels of the car are rolling, and then when you pop the clutch, you basically drop your foot off it, and it, it pops up quickly. It well, can, you want to do it gradually. You don't want to dump the clutch. The the the, the clutch uh, is what connects the tires and the wheels to the engine, so... When you release that clutch, the engine and the wheels will start to connect. And the idea is that the wheels. Well, you're going to have you're going to have kinetic energy from the car moving and in the wheels that gets translated through the transmission to the engine. Well, you basically have a plate of one thing is spinning. The other thing is not. And then they come together and it gets the engine spinning. And and it's easier to do on a hill. It's easy. It's it's a little tougher when somebody's pushing you. it's really tough to do if you've got people physically pushing you from behind. Had, but if you listen, I've spent so many times with a motorcycle with the old 911, uh, the first one I had running through Brooklyn. I remember this one time it used to die uh, because of that. I had a new, uh, what do you call it, receiver and, and audio system put in, used to kill the battery. And I remember running behind, I remember, I remember being on a date and being like, she can't push the car. Running behind the car, pushing it myself running alongside the car, the door open, trying to jump in the car and pop the clutch. Did it work? It did work after a while. Although wow, at one that's, point, I'm, I'm impressed. Cause like at that's one point to do. I got, I got so fucking mad. I punched the car and I punched the top was down. So I punched where the soft top was and it fucking broke something in, within the, the, the mechanism that like put the top up. Good job. <laughs> fucking top. Oh, I was so bad. I was so, I hated that car and I loved it so much. Yeah. But popping the clutch is so useful. I've I've had a couple times where a battery has died and I've driven home. And the way that I've assessed whether the car will restart is like I'm going at like 50 miles an hour or something. I was like, okay, I'm going to shut off the engine, turn it back to the on position, and then like put it in fifth gear and see if the like and then and then actually while I'm still rolling at 50 miles an hour, see if the engine will turn over on its own. And if it won't, then I just throw it into fifth. And, and pop the clutch and get the engine going again. But that's my way of testing to say like, hey, if I stop and I have to like restart the engine, will it go? But I've got the backup strategy of popping the clutch. So look, the only issue with that is when you turn that key, you're off to the off position, your wheel lock goes on. And I have, no, locked, no, no. I have like, locked the wheel by turning the ignition off at a high speed. Before. No, I don't turn it all the way to the wheel all lock right, position. Right. Nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> Only you and I know. Oh, what yeah, this is cars right. that actually next have up, keys. Next, next up developing. Yeah. Next up developing film. That used to be something people did manually. I don't know uh, do next that. up after that is navigating via map. Everybody uses the Jeeps now. Everybody uses GPS. Sometimes people don't even look at it. They're just told where to go. Yeah. Uh, next that. up, next up is folding, refolding the giant map. That was an actual skill because a lot of people sucked at it. After that, thankfully, there's a backup strategy for that. What crumpling it up? Yeah. <laughs> um, next up is refolding a newspaper. Refolding a newspaper can be challenging. Same strategy with the newspaper. Um, next up, uh, basic computer programming. So programming in basic. Uh, that's that's one. Yeah, uh, I, about- I would say like I've learned a good bit about programming just from using Excel and having to come up with ways of getting data out of it. Yeah, but but uh, next up also is DOS. Oh, DOS prompt is huge. DOS, DOS prompt. Uh, you know, I have to I encounter it every once in a while I have to reuse it. Um, I, I as a child, I was actually pretty I could make things happen. Now, if I was just faced to, to a black screen with a green print, I would have no idea rosh is saying how we both had a, a job that that the computers were in yeah I, I i know how to navigate a file tree in dos and that's about it in terms I, of like I mean, I would change need a, directory and i would stuff need like a that. cheat sheet i need a cheat sheet um next up is tuning an antenna so you're listening to the like radio car radio listening to a radio or you're listening or watching a tv and you have the actual antenna right and you got to move the antenna 
you get a you get a uh, oh you got to wrap it with tinfoil with tin foil. Uh, we used to go to my friend George's house, and he had a, a soda can attached to the end of his coaxial cable, which is his impromptu antenna. Um, all right, back onto the automotive. Changing oil was something a lot of people used to do by themselves. Nobody does it anymore. Well, I'm, I'm, to be fair, a lot of manufacturers have made it much more difficult to change your own oil now. And I, honestly, I don't think it's that. It's just getting it's getting to the oil filter. That's it. Usually the usually the drain plugs right on the bottom of the car. Right, but there but, are some cars where it's legitimately more difficult. Well, here's here's the next part. All right. Also changing a flat tire. A lot of people have tough time with. But also let's take it a, a little bit deeper. Changing the belts, changing the alternator, changing the starter, doing any actual mechanic. So I have a I have a slight uh coolant leak in the nine eleven. My nine eleven is not a new Porsche. It's a little older. But getting, I can't get to the source of the leak because in that engine, everything is very compact. In most new cars now, everything is really compact. There's so many electronics within the engine that everything has sensors on it. Everything has a electronic control. Well, and everything's it, also wrapped in needless plastic guards and well, stuff. They put, like, they put all these shrouds over it, so like it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then you got to like unbolt everything. It's a waste of time. Um, next on the list, speaking of driving, I used to have to drive and do this. I felt like it was easier with the physical keyboard texting, texting in T nine. Well, now you have a QWERTY keyboard on your phone. Yeah. Texting in T nine. This is when the keyboard of your phone only had one through nine plus zero, uh, asterisk and pound sign. Maybe like four or five other buttons. And but and to type to type the letter C, you would press one, one three, three times. times, right? So if you wanted to say cops, you'd have to type uh, one 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 five 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 five. All right. No, it'd be N O five five wait five 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 wait five 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 five. No, no, no. Five three times. It would be. One five, one five, for P. five five wait five 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 and then <laughs> seven seven. So if you have seven. no idea, if you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about right now, <laughs> this is why it was a true art, and which is why nobody fucking does it. Well, but anymore. like when, when you got good at it, you could like it was it was just secondhand, and then like when the predictive text came out, like it was even better because you would like and you could. You could also start to learn like what predictive text was going to do and be able to just like type uh, with one hand without yeah. even looking. Well, the nice thing was you had a, a physical keyboard, so you could feel the buttons and you knew yeah. you knew what the phone was going to do. But of people course, shit on me all the time for my refusal to buy a phone that's touchscreen only. And here you are talking about how great physical keyboards are. Look, when I when I when I type on a touchscreen phone, I don't look at the phone. I don't look at the phone. Just like when I type on a keyboard, I don't look at the keyboard. A lot of people like are constantly checking it and, and looking. You want to uh, see me get irrationally angry? Ask me to write an email on a touchscreen only phone. Yeah, no way. No way. Um, I will lose right. my shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna share this week's bar trivia. Now, again, if you know the answer this week, don't shout it out. I do ask that you don't Google the answer. Now you're all welcome to Google the answer. All right, but I, I would advise you to make this fun and challenging for yourself. And to really be in the moment, real hooge uh, type experience, don't Google it. Just wait for the answer. If you know the answer, you send it to me in an email or a text, uh, if you have my number. Um, if you don't, you can just find me online and shoot me a DM. Uh, this is a cool one. I think you're going to like this one, James. And this is this is good, especially if you're into like geometry or math. All right, fire it off. Uh, if, you're, if you have a green thumb, if you like to garden, this could be useful, especially if you spend a lot of time at Home Depot. Uh, but here's the question. It's a simple question. So you're you're working in the garden. You want to plant a tree. So you dig a hole. Now this is where your math skills really come into play. The hole is two feet by three feet. Okay, so 24 inches by 36 inches. Okay. Okay. And it is 36 inches deep. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm not going to ask you for the answer on the air. All right. My question to you is how much dirt is in the hole? So say, say, you know, you're, you're doing some, some work in the garden. You got to make a Home Depot run or whatever it is. And this is, so if you're into math or you already. So is this like how many cubic feet? 
Uh, well, I, I mean, realistically, how, how many cubic feet do you need to fill the hole? Uh, James, say no more. The, the question is, the question is that the, this hole is two feet by three feet wide and, three and feet. It, is, it is three feet deep. Uh, I just ask that you keep your potential answers to yourself until, uh, until after this episode. Um, but uh, my question is, how much dirt is in this hole? Uh, all right. So should I repeat it? Should I re repeat it? one more time or you no, think, no you they, think you they, youtube it. has playback uh, youtube it, does have playback so you can always rewind listen to that question again you and see my answer in the private chat yes um it's wrong but close no it's correct you're, it's, you're, it's technically yeah, correct you're 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 you get the right idea um only someone with your background i'll, I'll explain just quick off air uh all right the last couple were missing we had burning cds we had recording on a cassette to make mixtapes um, when you were playing a video game or you were using your VCR and you had to tune the television to channel three or four. Yep. Uh, in order to, in order to get the play through, through that uh, VCR or um, a video game, we hit, uh, we have hit DOS commands. Uh, two last ones. Now, I don't think these are that outdated, but I'll, I'll tell you why they are. The NATO alphabet. How many of them do you know? I probably know them all. Yeah, I mean, run. So here, and, and let me, I'll, I'll run through them if you want to. Alpha, Bravo. Uh, yeah, hang on, hold on. Here, hold on. Here, here's the issue is that a lot of people, I, I talk on the phone a lot of times, I make these phone calls. People give me, they're like, oh, here's the serial code or the tracking code. And a lot of people, I think, don't understand that there is an actual alphabet that is used professionally, internationally. Uh, you don't make up. So if I'm like, hey, my last name is Green. That's G for groovy. <laughs> G uh, as in green. Uh, R, R as in R as in uh, Rufio. E as in edibles. E as in uh, edamame. N as in uh, Nigeria. Uh, and E as in uh, emperor. No, they're actual. They're actual words that correspond. That is an international language. Alpha. Uh, <laughs> Sasha says asking someone older to buy you booze might be outdated. Asking someone older. I mean, I don't know. There's booze. probably there, there's lots it, of there's lots of hot chicks that'll do that. Is it's outdated if uh, if you're over 21. It's out not not if you're a smoking hot 23 year old chick in a bar full of 45 year old dudes. They don't even have to be that old. Yeah. Um, so, but the NATO NATO alphabet: uh, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, uh, Delta, uh, Echo. Uh, yeah, Delta Echo, Fox Del Trot, uh, Fox. Yeah, I'm I can't. The problem is I can't. I can't think the alphabet. While I think of. Well, I think of the fucking uh, letters. Uh, Fox Trot, uh, uh, Golf Hotel. Uh, just can you just give me the letters? I'll give you the word. I. <laughs> India. J. Uh, oh, fuck me. Um, uh, Juliet. K. Uh, uh, Kilo. Lima, um, Mike, November, Oscar, Papa, uh, uh, Quebec, Romeo. Oh, damn. Why am I drawing a blank? Maybe because. I don't know. I don't know. I, I only knew. I only knew up through Foxtrot. Really? Yeah. T is. T is. Uh, Tango, uh, uniform, Victor, whiskey, X-ray, X -ray, uh, Zulu. Yeah, but what's Y? <laughs> I was gonna say Yankee, <laughs> Yankee, oh, Zulu. Yeah, Yankee. They're Yankee all up Zulu. here. I don't. I yeah. The thing is, <laughs> I just I always, I always shut them on the phone. People think like, oh, what's this guy in the military? No, I just know what the fucking letters are for whatever reason. Now that we just called them out live, I feel like an idiot. Yeah, whiskey um, tango foxtrot. Whiskey tango foxtrot. Yeah. Um, all right, last one. Keyboard shortcuts. Control C, Control V, Control A, Control P, Control O, Control S. Dude, I spent so much time working with real estate agents, and I I'm like, all right, just open a new oh, tab. Control Z. Google this. Uh, go to your Gmail, and and like to open a new tab, they like they open they open uh, Google Chrome, and then they click new tab, and then they 
go to google.com and then they type gmail they don't go to gmail.com but they search gmail then they click the link it's it's just like control n control t gm enter <laughs> right like that, many, it's, it's a couple of keystrokes how many keyboard shortcuts would you say you use in an average working day uh, I, I don't know, 12. Like, again, my, my, I'm, my, my I'm brain... talking frequency of use. Like, how many times do you use one over the course oh, of it? I all day, like, literally all day long. I same here. It's like, I it, it's the minimum. The, so, the idea with 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 shortcuts, like hundreds, hundreds of times. The idea with shortcuts is you are moving your, your fingers and your hands as little as possible. If you don't have to take your hands off the keyboard to the mouse to click something, if you have to bring your hand from the mouse to the keyboard, you you're saving yourself time and it's just silly to spend useless time doing silly, useless things. All yeah, right. Back when I was in the accounting office, we got, like, we uh, one of the part- no, real quick, one of the partners was over my shoulder and I was like, and I was trying to demo like a, some, some financials or whatever. And I'm just doing a whole bunch of keyboard sh- shortcuts to move across the Excel and stuff. He's like, how did you do that? <laughs> it is magic. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, on any audio podcast platform. Search us Sip Talk or Justin DiGiulio. And don't forget to buy my book. Search Justin DiGiulio on Amazon. Thank you guys for joining us. Adios. All right. Thanks for joining. Did we miss any skills that you know of that are now outdated? Let me know in the comments and I'll see you next time. Adios. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.